0: Okay, today is April 3rd, 2009. This is Fidencio Marbella with the Melrose Park Public Library in Illinois. Also present is Heidi Beasley, also with the Melrose Park Public Library. Today we will be speaking with Mr. Sam Palermo. Sam was born on August 22nd, 1924, in Melrose Park, Illinois. Uh, He served on the USS Dennis during World War II in the United States Navy as a machinist's mate, third class. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Oh, this library is being conducted for the Veterans History Project at the Library of Congress. Now let's go ahead and get started. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your family and when and where you were born?
1: Well, my parents were uh, immigrants in Italy. My dad came here in 1902, and I was born in uh, uh, 19... Uh, twenty-four, or twenty-second.
0: Okay. Any uh, brothers or sisters? I have
1: Mm -hmm. uh, three sisters and uh, one, two brothers. Okay.
0: Okay, What were you doing before you joined the navy?
1: Well, I was an apprentice in the tool tool room at Richardson Company. Served my apprentice being the tool binder
0: maker. Okay. And how long did you do that?
1: I did that for about uh, about a year. Okay.
0: Okay, and then you were drafted into the Navy when?
1: Uh, October, uh, June 14,
0: 1943. Okay. Okay, now, how did you like the Navy? <laughs> you didn't have a choice, but you got drafted, so.
1: It was something new. Okay. And uh, being young like that, we had to change our life around what we're doing, we're told. Okay. We're educated. <laughs>
0: Now, what? Where did you do your uh, basic training?
1: Uh, Farragut, Idaho.
0: Okay.
1: I was there from uh, June to about September.
0: Okay. And can you tell us about the basic training? What kind of training you went through?
1: I well, we went through all the boot camp training you you have you have to uh, have to be uh, instructed on marching and preparing your clothes and. How to behave, taking orders.
0: Now, was that the first time you'd been away that far away from home?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the first time I've been out of the at home for okay. a long time. Okay. What was that like? Well, it was it was very e- educational, taking the train going through the mountains and uh, going to a beautiful camp like in uh, Idaho. Okay. It's a beautiful place.
0: Okay. Now, do you know how did the Navy? Pick Idaho to be a training camp. There's not a lot of water around there, is there? There was a big lake. Oh, was
1: it Oh yeah, we had we had uh, one one day we had a uh, had to uh, use our rowboat. You know how to use a rowboat? About the ten, about twelve of us were in a boat okay. rowing. So we had to uh, be instructed how to use a, how to paddle.
0: Okay. What was that like? I mean, Very interesting.
1: the beautiful lake, Lake Pendyural, it's called. Okay. is In the mountains. Okay. So how long was the basic training for you? Uh, about six weeks, six weeks, I think it was. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, what was the the food like out there?
1: Well, the food was different. <laughs> we had breakfast. We had grapefruit, potatoes, and eggs, and we weren't accustomed to that. Okay. Being brought up and the Italian, the Italian in a Thai, a Thai community where living the depression, we we had a lot of spaghetti and other things, but our parents know how to how to survive on what they had.
0: Okay. Was there anything that you were able to do for fun in Idaho? We
1: went on liberty to uh, a city called Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and uh, we had a good time. We had a big lake over there, we swam.
0: Okay. So after the, your basic training was over, um, where were you assigned?
1: I was assigned uh, to University of South Dakota for Marine Engineering School. I was there for about six months.
0: Okay. Now, did you pick marine engineering? No, I didn't pick it, but
1: they, they uh, gave us tests we were qualified, okay. what our, our ambitions were, what our ability was. Okay. That's how we ended up being in, a, in that, that category.
0: Okay. So what exactly is marine engineering? Can you describe that?
1: Well, they had to instruct us how a ship operates, what the, the systems are, the operation uh, of steam engines, and what, what to op, how to operate a, a ship? Okay.
0: So ma- mainly uh, in the engine rooms, or
1: the basic. Yeah, it was in the engine room. Basic okay. engineering was how to how the steam was produced and, and and what we did with the steam. Okay. Steam was was uh, 212 degrees uh, when it was initially made, but then they went through the borders again to make it superheated steam. Okay. Because it's the steam turbines we had on our ship had to have dry steam. It can't be wet.
0: Okay, so the water would be converted into steam, which so would run the. Salt
1: water into into the still water. Okay. We drank and washed the still water on all the time we were on the ship.
0: Okay, okay. So you were uh, at this post for six months. Six months. Yeah. Okay, what else did they teach you there? Was it just engineering or any engineering. other? Engineering.
1: Okay. That's about it.
0: Okay, so this will bring us when to about 1944?
1: nineteen forty four. Nineteen. Forty-four.
0: Yeah. Okay. So after you're done with your um, training, there, where were you assigned? Next? I
1: shipped us to Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia, to assign us to a group of ships. That's where we are assigned to the the, to the ship, the Dennis. The Dennis is being built. We were trained in Norfolk too, and Navy procedures and different things. And one of the, one of the tests we had, we had to go to a swimming pool and jump off a. a, a, a Swimming, uh, swim off the edge, jump, dive off the edge, of thirty feet into the water. For a test, we had to put our life jacket on one arm only. And then, when you hit the water, then you tighten your life jacket. How'd you do? We're t- we're trained <laughs> to do that.
0: Oh, yeah. So was it kind of scary? For it, was, for it was
1: thirty feet up in the air yeah. like that in the swimming pool? Jumped off of a diving board. <laughs> it's pretty pretty high up there. <laughs> okay,
0: so you, now you're in Norfolk, Virginia, and were you there for the commissioning ceremony of no, the Dennis?
1: We were shipped oh. we were shipped to Houston uh, Navy Yards, Brown Shipyards, okay. take up our ship
0: for commission. Okay, and that was the USS Dennis? Dennis, right. Okay. What kind of ship was the USS Dennis? It
1: was a destroyer escort.
0: Okay. And what were the responsibilities of a destroyer escort?
1: Escort was to escort aircraft carriers or any other naval ships that uh, Escorted to uh, keep uh, submarines away from them. Okay, so it had like depth and a, charges? And, and a submarine, right? Okay. You had depth charges in the back of the ship and the sides, we fired. And the sonar picked up a contact. We, we dropped the depth charges according to the depth of the water that the okay. submarine was in.
0: Okay. So, how big a ship was uh, the Dennis?
1: Dennis is about 36 feet wide and 306 feet long.
0: Okay, and how many crew members Yeah, you know?
1: About 325 maximum. Okay. Okay, and how fast would it go? Go about uh, twenty-eight knots, almost thirty miles an hour. Okay.
0: So, what was it like when you first saw the Dennis, the ship that you were assigned to?
1: We were amazed that we're uh, on a ship that big. It looked big to me then,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it was a small ship. Okay. There's all a new life and how to live on a ship with a bunch of people like that.
0: So, were were you a plank owner for the Dennis? Yes, right. Okay. So, did you attend the commissioning ceremony?
1: Uh, I can't remember if we were com- commissioned there. Was it? At, if I was commissioned that service or not, I can't remember that.
0: Okay. So, when you're first aboard the Dennis, um, tell us about life on a ship like that with 300 other, 300
1: other men. <laughs> well, it was kind of kind of systematic where you had to get up in the morning, get out of the washroom and shave and get dressed up. Then our, our lunch time was, our chow was a certain time, we had to be in a, at the right right time to be in the chow line. It was an unusual lifestyle for us. We were scheduled to do things a certain time of the day.
0: Okay, and you had to get it done.
1: Get it done, right. Okay. And do what you're told and don't, only ask questions uh, if you really had to, but don't ask too many questions.
0: <laughs> so you were assigned to the engine room of the, the dentist? Room, right. Okay. So, did you have to stand watches like the rest of the cr- crew? Yeah, we stand watches. When the ship was underway, we are on four
1: and off eight. That's what uh, our time was, four hours at a time. Okay.
0: So, what exactly were your responsibilities on the Dennis? Well,
1: my responsibilities were to make sure there's no leaks in the, in the different pipes, different, uh, different functions of the pumps and the equipment down in the engine room. If anything was... Was not functioning properly. We had to. We had, you always have a, uh, uh, a bypass to uh, to uh, switch over to another another unit okay. if something failed.
0: Okay. Does that ha- happen very often? No.
1: Everything's working fine. We came out of the dry dock or the shipyard. The ship was inspected. Then we went to after shakedown. We went to uh, after commission. We went to Bermuda for a month and we went through all the procedures how the ship operates. Okay, that was... ...guns, torpedoes and stuff like that. Okay,
0: so that was your uh, shakedown cruise? Shakedown cruise
1: okay. right Bermuda.
0: And that lasted about a month?
1: That's a month. Then we had six-hour leave on, on, on uh, Bermuda and uh, we, we rode our bikes. We ran our bikes and rode on, right along the beach to a, a city called Hamilton. Okay. I still sure remember that. Okay. <laughs> Very beautiful. What was uh, Hamilton like? Hamilton was there was no automobiles. Everything was done by uh, cart, and horses. There's no no uh, uh, automobiles on the island. It's English. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Um, okay. So after you you got done with uh, Bermuda, uh, where was your ship assigned to?
1: Well, we were assigned to the Pacific Ocean, so we end up uh, going through the Gulf of Mexico to the
0: Panama Canal. Oh what was that like your transit through the canal
1: well it was very interesting we going through a canal and we had to go through a lake got something then, then, then to the into the, uh, to the uh, canal we had to uh, uh, go on their own power but then we when you get in the canal you have to be towed there and, and you you, and you get hooked up in the, in the channel and they t- they pull you with a, with a locomotive through the canal you can't you're not doing that on your own power
0: how come? Is it? Well, they of the weight?
1: To, they didn't want you to damage the the, the locks in any way, okay. damage the sides or, or, or the gate. Okay. If the gate's closed, they have to be able to function properly. They, they don't take any chances, they they, they pull you through. It used to be pulled through with donkeys, but when they first uh, made the Panama Canal, but then they they uh, the local they uh, had local do that. Okay. And and then the canal is... One hundred ten feet wide, and the ships cannot be more than one hundred ten. Yeah. The, the big battle wagons and the have to be one hundred eight feet wide yeah. to get through there. They have enough room to squeeze through. So they have be towed through. They can't be on their own power, because have a lot of damage to the sides or the gate that okay. opens the canal.
0: So these larger ships only had one foot of clearance on each side. No, no,
1: yeah, one foot. Yeah, that's pretty big.
0: Okay. Now, after you got through the, the canal, where did you, your ship head next?
1: We went to San Diego. It took us about five days to get there. And we uh, took on our, our ammunition, our torpedo tubes. And, we, and after we were equipped for, for war like that, we had to uh, go to Hawaii, check in, in Hawaii. And you always stop at Hawaii. Then we went to uh, the Admiralty Islands and the Carolinas and stuff like that.
0: Okay, so you you had to stop at Pearl Harbor. Harbor first? yeah, you
1: stopped at Pearl Harbor. We we, used to, we tied up alongside Hickam Field, right near where the Arizona was at. But I never we never saw the Arizona. We, we weren't allowed to do anything but stand the ship or okay. or off off of the pier. Okay.
0: Now, what was the feeling aboard your ship as you were leaving Pearl Harbor and heading off to war?
1: Well, we don't, know, we don't know what to expect, know? we never saw we never saw okay. nothing or had any action. We had a science idea what was going happen.
0: Okay, and the officers didn't let you in on what was going on?
1: No. Yeah. Well, they were, they were, some were uh, experienced and some were not. Okay. That's why they, every time a ship is being commissioned, there's only so many people that are experienced and so many are not. And the Navy is very strict on that.
0: Okay, Oh, they want a good mix of uh, experience and, right. and inexperience. Okay. to learn, so you headed to the Admiralty Islands. Admiralty Islands. Right. Okay, where are those?
1: They're just above uh, uh, South Pacific, below okay. the south of the equator, Okay. Uh, New Guinea. Oh, okay. Just, just above New okay. Guinea. Okay.
0: okay. Okay. And you stop there for a, a little while. Stop in a
1: harbor and take on stores. Usually, we, every five days we have to take on fuel. Okay. That's a navy procedure. And we took okay. on fuel and then we uh, took our stores and we had to go through different invasions from there. We went to the uh, Philippines, Iwo Jima, Okinawa.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so after the uh, Admiralty Islands, your ship headed to the uh, Philippines. Right. Okay. Um, what unit was your ship a part of?
1: Well, our ship was a part of the TAPI 3 It was a group of uh, 13 ships. Six aircraft, CVE aircraft carriers, and uh, seven destroyers.
0: Okay. Now, CVEs, uh, what kind of ships are They're those?
1: Converted converted tankers and, and cargo ships built by the Kaiser Kaiser in, in, uh, in Seattle, I guess it was. Okay. They were built pretty fast during the war because
0: they were in great need for that. Okay. Were these the Kaiser coffins? Kaiser coffins, okay. right. they called Kaiser coffins. Okay. Okay, so your ship was assigned to Taffy Three. What was the responsibility of Taffy Three during the invasion of the Philippines?
1: Well, we were tw- uh, invasion of the Philippines was the twentieth of October, nineteen forty-four, and we had to we were about thirty miles out, off of the island, escorting these six carriers, and they were bombing the beach okay. for, for preparation for the for the invasion for, okay. for five days, and the the twenty-fifth is when the Japanese fleet came in. Okay. That we had to defend our ships that were were escorting.
0: Okay, so can you tell us about the opening days of the battle where Taffy 3 had to confront the Japanese fleet?
1: Well, that was uh, 25th of October okay. 1944. Did, did something happen
0: before this? Yeah,
1: I, I, was, I was in the Chow Line at about, two, about quarter to seven to go to Chow. And we're leaving to watch eight o'clock. That's my duty. at eight o'clock.
0: This is uh, uh, in the morning. In
1: the morning. Okay. Think, you know, eight, 8, 8 a.m. So what happened? We we turned around and saw a big fleet of ships behind us, and the Well really that's nice, Admiral's fleets out there. And we're we to waiting around in line, and all went they're, they're shooting at us. And it's something unusual. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was Admiral Halsey, but he had he was tricked to go up north. How was how was he tricked? You know? Well, the the Japanese tricked him that they, they had had uh, aircraft fleet up north up north, okay. and he left the Philippines San Bernardino San Bernardino Strait and Sergio Strait unprotected. Un, un, un okay, he, he left he he didn't notify the admirals he was doing that either. They didn't, they didn't know where he, where he was at until the the Japanese attacked us.
0: Okay, so he left to uh, chase this Japanese fleet yeah. and left yours unprotected. Right. Okay. Can you tell us what happened with the Surigao Strait?
1: Surigao Strait was uh, when the Japanese Admiral Shima came through there and Admiral Oldenar from the old battleships in the Pearl Harbor, he had about seven old battleships there that he had to uh, uh, defend that that, uh, that portion of the channel. Okay. When the Japanese came through, they called it the T. The, uh, uh, the ships were like uh, coming into a T, where the, the seven ships lined up, firing at one point, one direction.
0: Okay, so the U.S. ships formed the top of the T, the top of the and T, the Japanese right. ships formed the line right. underneath it. Right. Okay, why was that advantageous? Do you know,
1: well, that's something from way back in history. They, they talk about that
0: crossing the T, crossing
1: the T. Okay, it was performed then at that time. The man's were educated, and they know what to do about that from Annapolis. And Admiral Oldendorf and all the people knew about that. Okay. They knew their business.
0: So that allowed all the U.S. ships to fire at just one Japanese ship one, at a time. One, yeah,
1: at one thing. Yeah,
0: at okay. one line. So, uh, Admiral Oldendorf, his fleet was able to stop the Japanese there.
1: they, them. they, had, they went back. They back. sent quite a few, and they, and they uh, retreated.
0: Okay. So then, after this happened, is when Halsey got drawn off.
1: Well, Halsey drawn off before that. What oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, before we. Uh, uh was no way to defend that harbor, that entrance in our, uh, to the Philippines.
0: Okay. So that left Tacky three to confront this right. Japanese fleet by itself.
1: Right. Well, the Japanese fleet came from the north, Admiral Corita came from the north, okay. from San Bernardino Strait. Okay. That's where he uh, confronted us for about three hours.
0: Okay. So, you mentioned being in Chow Line, and suddenly this Japanese fleet shows up and starts Shelling you. <laughs> what was the reaction like of you and the of the crew?
1: Well, we, we went to general quarters and we didn't know what was going on. It was all confusion. A lot of confusion.
0: Okay. So you were in the engine room during in the, the battle. Room. Okay. Were you able to? Did anyone tell you at all what was going on well, during we the knew battle?
1: From the intercom system, that the fellows had their phones on. Okay. They know the ships were hit. We got hit five times by. Uh, Eight-inch uh, armor-piercing shells. Okay, that's the part of that scrap you see there that I brought here. Okay, uh, the, the, the shells went right through the ship.
0: Without exploding? They were using
1: armor-piercing shells instead of explosive shells. Okay, if they used the right shell, they, we wouldn't be here today.
0: Okay. So how did the U.S. fleet, how did Taffy Three actually end up stopping this Japanese fleet? Well,
1: we had gone around them and circled, circled around our fleet. Yeah. And we had to lay a uh, screen from our generators and from the stack of the ship okay. to hide them. And then the, with the grace of God, when it happened to rain. and had a rain squall. Okay. And we, hit, they, we hit in the rain squall too. Our ships hidden in the rain squall. Okay. But then Admiral, Admiral Sprague gave us an order to little boys, let, uh, let go your fish. So we had to go fire torpedoes at these big ships.
0: Okay, so the dentists actually launched a torpedo attack against the yeah, Japanese. We leader? had
1: to. Our captain was was uh, kind of nervous. He wanted to fire the torpedoes at fifteen thousand yards, and our gunnery officer, Mister. Smith, said that uh, he can't do that until he's eight, within eight thousand. He refused to fire them okay. until there's eight thousand. Then we got, got within eight thousand, and he fired the three torpedoes. Okay. And they said the three torpedoes. They claimed hit. They hit one of the cruisers we have got credit for helping to see the cruiser. Oh, okay. The picture I have here shows you that they're, they're painting the picture on the side of the ship. Okay.
0: Okay, so after you, uh, the dentists launched their torpedoes did you then like turn around and well, we were, try and get away? Yeah,
1: we, we turned around and then what happened we were, we were being chased by a, by a cruiser and uh, one of our pilots told us to hold your fire because he was strafing that, he was strafing that the carrier, that the cruiser, rather.
0: Okay. So, was he able to stop he the stopped, cruiser? He stopped him chasing us, right. Wow. So, one man was able to save the right. ship? Right.
1: Okay. See so what happened when I was in the Chow Line waiting for the Chow we uh, served. The At daybreak, the first procedure the Navy has, we all have to get in position to go into the wind so the aircraft carriers can take off. Okay. So, they took off. At daybreak, and they spotted this big fleet out there. And uh, what happened? They, they, the, they reported that the that the admiral what happened, but they the admiral wouldn't believe them. So they they had to verify it, and then they got shot at beside that too, trying to verify what they what they saw. They counted the, probably with the ships where They had pagoda masts. They so said they were the American ships don't have pagoda masts. Okay. So they, they finally decided that's what they were. But they were all surprised that Admiral Halsey didn't, didn't protect us that way in the harbor.
0: Okay. So as the carriers were trying to get away from the Japanese fleet, you mentioned um, that the dentists laid down smoke.
1: Smoke screen.
0: Was that to hide was, the carriers from yeah, the, the carriage, Japanese right, ships?
1: Right, Okay.
0: So how fast could these escort carriers go? Well,
1: they can only go, well, they're not going maybe 15 knots, but they're staying in a certain area, going a lot circles. Okay. But we we go about twenty eight knots okay. around them, to protect them.
0: Okay. So uh, imagine the Japanese ships were probably a lot faster.
1: Well, they they were they were faster. They were coming about thirty five knots at us when they were chasing us. Okay.
0: But the the carriers still got away. Well, they
1: they were they were in a circle. Okay. They were, they were going around like the Indians would in, in, a, okay. in, a, in, a, in the old west. Like a,
0: a wagon train. A wagon train. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So. The dentist got hit about five times? Five times by eight-inch shell. Okay. Was this um, after the torpedo attack or, uh, or before?
1: Well, during the during During the attack? attack. Okay. We, our, I, we had two five-inch guns. They, they used up all their ammunition in okay. the, the battle. Shooting them five inches at them, and they were shooting eight and 14 at us. Okay. They had to come within range to, to fire them guns that way.
0: Okay. So you had to get pretty close then to right. use the five-inch gun. Right. When you're shooting at a ship that has eight-inch,
1: we, we can we can tell uh, when there's a any enemy contact that when the five-inch guns are going off, then you can hear the forty millimeters going off, and then you hear the twenty millimeters. You know they're getting closer.
0: Okay, so you actually had to shoot your forties also. Yeah, after yeah. they were that close. Okay, you shoot anything your head. Okay, so this went on for you said about three hours. About three hours. Okay. Why did the Japanese stop? They, they decided that they weren't gaining much on it. They,
1: they, were worried about Admiral Halsey coming, coming in and help them. Okay. So they, they, went back to the, where they came from. Okay. Northern Pan, uh, Siberian North Strait.
0: So they didn't know that Halsey had been drawn off. No, they they thought he was that. still in the area.
1: They were, they were confused too. They were, they were shooting their they us, they missed us quite a bit with their tire, their, their, their accuracy. Okay.
0: Now, do you know of any U.S. ships that were sunk? during this Japanese attack? Uh, the
1: Gambier Bay and the St. Lowe,
0: and the Johnson, the Hole, and then Roberts. Okay. Uh,
1: there were three destroyers sunk. So.
0: Okay, the destroyers were the Johnson, the Hole, and the Roberts, Roberts and the carriers were the Gambier, the Bay, Gambier Bay, and Bay and the St. Lowe? St. Okay, so after these ships were sunk and the Japanese had withdrawn, uh, what was the dentist assigned to do?
1: Well, we were assigned to pick up the survivors. After that was over, the suicide planes came. Okay, uh, suicide planes hit that carrier. That's when we. It was after after the battle was over. Okay, then we had to pick up the survivors.
0: Okay, so what ship was hit by the kamikazes?
1: This uh, Mm -hmm. Saint Louis. Okay,
0: did you actually see that or no? no
1: I didn't see anything. I I didn't. I was in the engine room. When you're in general quarters, you're in a closed compartment. The the hatch is sealed.
0: Okay, you're locked down there. Okay, okay. So after the St. Louis was sunk, uh, the dentist was assigned to try and rescue the survivors? Yeah, we, we rescued,
1: yeah, 434 survivors, right.
0: Okay, and they, they all fit on the, the dentist? And they had to the fit. <laughs> okay, so you had like 400 extra bodies on the ship. Right. Uh, for how long?
1: We had it for about two days. We took on the island of Paloo. Okay. And uh, it took about two days. We were out of food and then the army gave us uh, sea rations and stuff like that. Okay. And we shipped the, dropped the fellas off at the, the USS uh, Solace or the Bountiful, one of them, one of them uh, uh, hospital Hostile ships. Hospital ships,
0: okay. Did you get a chance to talk to any of the survivors from the St. Lowe?
1: Oh, yeah, we, we gave them our clothes and our shoes it Was they were told to take their shoes off when they jump off the carrier because okay. you can't swim it was very well with them. And uh, we picked them up, and gave them our clothes and blankets, we took my blankets and everything, they gave them all. all, all what we had, and after that we dropped off the survivors. The officer, supply officer, had us make a list of what we gave away. We got paid for everything.
0: Okay. okay. Where do they sleep on the on the ship? That many they them. can find. <laughs> They're all like on deck. Also, yeah, they,
1: they had an announcement. They wanted some somebody to volunteer to sew up the five and one from the carriage that died. Six people to sew up in the, in the body bags. The canvas bags to, and that, that couldn't do something like that. Okay. So the older people might have done that. And then they, they placed them in uh, an the area, in the ship. So when, one of the survivors said he stepped on the torpedo tubes and he stepped on some bags until he woke up in the morning he found out they were the, the body bags.
0: So the, the dentist had a burial at sea? Then, at for sea. the five crew members five, that died?
1: Five, uh, our crew and one of the, uh, the one of the same level.
0: Did you know any of the men from the dentist that had died? I know all of them, know yeah. very
1: well, right? Yeah. You're pretty close, and you know where they are, and I got pictures of them, I still remember how they look. We used to go to beer parties on the beach. <laughs> I didn't drink any beer, but gave my beer uh,
0: quota to the other <laughs> You had actually a, a beer quota? How yeah. many uh, cans yeah, was I that? that? Got,
1: I got five uh, cans. A day? That was a lot of <laughs> beer. It I is. Think about <laughs> <laughs> well, the fellows had a good time. with <laughs> went to talk usually. Okay. It's an island. Uh, in fact, I think they dropped the the hydrogen bomb there.
0: Oh, they tested it after the war. Yeah, yeah. and I
1: think I don't think it's there anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So after the uh, dentists dropped off their survivors at Peleliu, uh, what happened to the dentists? Where were you assigned next? Well. We
1: were going back to the Pearl Harbor
0: for repairs. Repairs,
1: the repairs they did there were minor, and uh, we we did some repairs. Our own crew did some repairs from Our, our maintenance men. Okay. And then we went to uh, Hawaii, and there we went to uh, uh, San Francisco, Alameda, dry dock. Okay. The ship was in dry dock for about a month. Okay. Whenever a ship goes in that harbor, they update everything of the latest equipment they have. They like took all the old. We had twin. Twin uh, 40 millimeters, they put quad 40 millimeters on it. Okay. Everything is up, up upgraded.
0: Were these 40 millimeters mainly for fighting against airplanes? That's correct. Okay. Because
1: okay. so,
0: well, by then they had a pretty big kamikaze threat.
1: Right. And then on the kamikaze planes, we shot, we shot down one of the airplanes one time. But at 20 millimeter, millimeters, or the 40s, I it was. Oh. We got, the okay. ship was showing a, a picture here that I have. Uh, Inside the ship is a, a, a picture of an aircraft a, a airplane and a, a, a ship that we had taken Okay.
0: Okay, So when your ship was uh, back in San Francisco for repairs, did you have a chance for any shore leave?
1: Yeah, I got six days shore leave and I, I flew back home. Okay. And I flew back to United Airlines through the southern route. It was, it was December. Okay. You couldn't go couldn't go straight across, because it snowed. So I got home, and when I came home, it was all uh, closed in, and snowed. And when I came back, uh, at that time, you had to take you had to go downtown to Chicago, get on a, a, a limousine, and take you to the airport. Okay. Was this so Midway Airport? Driving, okay. Midway. Okay. And then we, we, flew, then we flew back the to, to California again, straight across, we didn't go to Southern Route this time. So they must know what they're doing. To <laughs> there were DC three, DC three planes that were flying, okay. and they were. Uh, you had to have a, a priority to fly in them. You couldn't get them during the war. Right. So I, I had the pri- priority being the servicemen. then They gave us a leave. Uh, we were
0: certified to fly. Okay. So it must have been nice getting you to see home for a little while, at least. It costs a hundred dollars, I think, to go go back and forth. Okay. So the Navy didn't pay for that? It was <laughs> time off. You had, to pay, <laughs> you had to pay for your own. Okay. So after your leave you went back to the ship in uh, San Francisco? Right. And it, by then it had been repaired? Repaired. We went back to
1: uh, Carolinas Islands again. It, uh, and a we talked, Uh Manus were Navy bases where mm-hmm. they got ready for an invasion of Iwo Jima.
0: Okay, so tell us a little bit about the invasion of uh, Iwo Jima and the Dennis's role in that.
1: Well, we, we found out after Secret Orders, we were going to this place called Iwo Jima. We were kind of joking. We know like, oh, how what, what is kind of a name is that? you know We were kind of lost. We were kids. We didn't know any better about the world, world map. We went there. Uh, we were supposed to stay about 25 days, uh, 20, 72 hours. We ended up staying there 27 days. There's a... Uh, we were firing our guns even at nighttime. Every every so many rounds, they fire a flare, so the light, this the sky was always lit up at night. All the ships are firing, uh, bombing the beach there. Okay. Besides the battle wagons and the cruisers, they're bombing.
0: Okay. So the Dennis actually had a uh, bombard Iwo Jima also. Right. Okay. Okay. Now after Iwo Jima was done, that was you said about 27 days you yeah. were
1: there. Then we okay. back to uh, Carolinas and the, the Weetak River was at, and uh, Madness, our naval base, and then we went to Okinawa, okay. invasion, invasion of Okinawa.
0: Okay. Tell us about that invasion.
1: Well, I don't know too much about that, that other than we were bombing the beach all the time. Okay. For aircraft, aircraft carriers.
0: okay. And how long was the dentist off of uh, Okinawa?
1: We were there, I don't know how many days, but we were there, I was there to the very end almost. I left the ship that time to, uh, was assigned for new construction, a new ship. Okay. But then I was shipped to back to the United States.
0: Okay. Now you would mentioned the, about the dentist uh, shot down a, an aircraft? aircraft, yeah. Okay. Uh, when was this? Was it during Iwo Jima or Okinawa? Uh,
1: during the battle of Liti Gulf.
0: Oh, Liti Gulf, okay. And was it a kamikaze trying to hit your no, ship? Was,
1: I don't know what it, kind no. it was, it was okay. an airplane. Okay. When you're,
0: when,
1: when you're shooting at something like that, you're not, trying to find out what it is or who it is.
0: <laughs>
1: Just trying to knock it down.
0: Okay. Then the dentist also got credit for uh, sinking a ship as yeah, well? Yeah,
1: for helping sink a ship.
0: Okay. okay.
1: So it, was, it was authorized it Was it's painted on the side of the ship, otherwise it wasn't authorized to be painted on the side of the ship.
0: Oh, so what, what did they actually paint on there? Was it a silhouette of a ship? A silhouette of a okay. ship, right. Okay. Then also a silhouette of a, a plane? Right. Okay. okay. So after Okinawa was done, you mentioned you were assigned reassigned to a, a different vessel.
1: Yeah, I was assigned to Philadelphia Navy Yard. Then the war was over, and I was in Philadelphia Navy Yard. Okay. So then after, I was I didn't have enough points to get out, so they shipped me back to San Diego on this troop ship, this, uh, Dorothy L. Dix, to pick up uh, survive, um, Army soldiers from the Philippine Islands and bring them back to the United States. Okay. The troop ship.
0: Okay. How long of a trip was that uh, from the US over to the Philippines?
1: I'd say it took about about two two weeks. Okay. It okay. took about five days to go to Hawaii, then the five days to go uh, further, mm-hmm. further uh, west okay.
0: to the Philippines. So, how many soldiers did you actually pick up in the, well, the Philippines? There was the
1: the yeah. ship was full, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Not army guys in there. <laughs> Now, what was the mood like coming back from the Philippines? Well, they're pretty happy coming back. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, what did the, they actually do to occupy their time on, on ship for that long?
1: I don't know what they did, but some of I my <laughs> played cards or gambled or they did, I don't know. I didn't gamble play cards. <laughs> I still don't
0: know how to play cards. Now, they, what were your assignments on uh, the dicks? Were you in the engine room also? I was in the engine room, yeah. We
1: checked the different things that are operating properly. The bearings were lubricated properly and the, the shaft, that uh, they would not freeze up.
0: Okay. Maintenance, so th-
1: maintenance kept the maintenance up on the ship.
0: Okay. So the Dix was a much different ship from yeah. the Dennis. Okay. okay. So once uh, you made that one trip to bring the soldiers back from the Philippines, um, what did you do next?
1: Well, that's, that's when I got shipped back to San Diego, was in San Diego and then went back to Great Lakes to be discharged.
0: Okay, so this would have been about December of 45?
1: December of 45, yeah. Okay. We spent Christmas Day in San Diego, had a beautiful dinner at the base there, and uh, then we, they shipped us to uh, be discharged in the Great Lakes. Okay. It was on a snowy day of the best day of the
0: year. <laughs> that must have been a fun way to celebrate the new year, right. getting discharged. Right. Yeah. What was your mood like after you got out of the Navy? Were you just happy to be uh, well, be home again?
1: Happy to be there, and I learned quite a bit being a civilian okay. and how to behave and how to how to conduct your life okay. and, and, and doing your toll and, and behave properly. Okay. And we had to dress up properly in the military. Where when you were in the military, you couldn't wear civilian clothes. You had to wear a uniform. Call, call your uniform you got you got fined for, for some reason. So it was very very strict on your on your dress.
0: Now what was uh, the reception like uh from your family when you finally got home?
1: Oh they were real happy. Mom and Mom were happy to see us there. They must my mother must have quiet an awful lot of us. <laughs> these old time people
0: carried <laughs> away. <laughs> so did you have any Problems or uh, challenges readjusting to civilian life? No, I'm
1: not really. I went back to my job again as an apprentice in Kulum. Okay. and after when I was going, I was going to school then at night, engineering school. That's how I ended up being in the engineering department of the companies I worked for uh, as a designer,
0: tool okay. designer. Okay. So, do you ever uh, do you keep in touch with any fellow veterans over the years?
1: There's a few we kept in touch with different reunions we go to. I've been to about 12, 15 reunions. With our ship, the Dennis, the last five reunions I've gone to to the St. Lowe reunion because our ship was too small and nobody wants to run a reunion. Most of them have passed away and are not interested. Mm -hmm. But the St. Lowe usually has about 200 people that show up on that. They always honor us for being there. They're always
0: welcome. Yeah, for saving their lives. Okay. Right. Um, anything else you'd like to share with us today? I got many, photographs? F- many pictures
1: yeah. here and, and research okay. I did for, okay. uh, for our ship that uh, we had. Uh, okay.
0: Why don't you tell us about this one picture here well, uh, showing uh, the muzzle. One picture
1: here. I have the newspaper article from 1974 that... Uh, this gentleman that we picked up out of the water, his name was Mark Capolzia. He was a harbor master in Los Angeles. Yeah. In 1974, the picture shows here that he was uh, the sh- This ship, Dennis, was being towed in to be scrapped, and uh, he he he's, he's told the harbor, the people towing that ship that, that that ship picked me up out of the water. So the newspaper, got, they got a newspaper man there and they took the picture of him. That's him there. Okay. And he, they made a, a plaque for him and I got the plaque right, right here.
0: Okay, so that's actually the muzzle from that's one of the, the guns on the, the, the Dennis. They
1: okay. cut the muzzle off okay. and they gave it to him. Okay, wow. Now that was nice of Mr. Coates. He was in charge of that steel company that scrapped it. Okay. He, was, he was a Navy man. And he saw many things that were usable to be put in the museum. And many many um, uh, ships contacted him, contacted him to to uh, donate some of the material that he got okay. that they needed certain things, and that's that's what he did. He, he shows you the, the gun. This this gun is two and a half inches thick here, okay. and it weighs 32 pounds. With a brass that fits in the muzzle here.
0: Okay. Oh, would
1: that be like what will go here? It's right there, right. Okay. That's the that same thing. Okay. I'm looking at the same thing. This is a, So, these grooves you see in the, in the, in the barrel, they're, they're grooves so that when you fire a shell, a five-inch shell coming out of here, it's got to go in the straight direction. Those grooves are, are twisted in the barrel. Okay. I'm not a, I'm not a gunner, so I wouldn't know too much about that.
0: So the barrels were rifled right. to make the right. shell rotate? Right. Now, the ship's specifies
1: a five eight thirty five, 5 inch thirty eight means thirty eight times five inches is the length of that barrel. Okay, 8 point8 long. That's how long that barrel is. Oh, okay. Okay. I learned I learned that about three weeks ago. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> and then five inches is the actual diameter yeah, of the barrel. This is here. Okay, this is about about
1: nine eight and a half inches here. Okay. And it's only two and a half inches thick. They had to cut that off with a torch. It took a lot of work to machine that to put, put it on black yeah. and have it engraved like you did on a piece of wood. Yeah, So it was a, it was a costly thing for that company to do that. It, it was, was nice, the right thing. Nice yeah. thing for them to do.
0: So there's a little bit of the dentist that survived. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, what else do you have here that uh, you can show us? I have a picture of me with my
1: the medals the and metal, okay. metal stars. Philippine Liberation, Unit Citation.
0: Okay, so the dentist got a Presidential Unit Citation right. for serving in the Leyte Gulf?
1: to Gulf, right. Okay. The, the six, the seven ships got that.
0: Also, okay. Oh, well, all the escort ships? Right. Got it. Okay. Now, can you tell us about these three medals right here? Well, the one was Pacific, Asiatic,
1: and this is Atlantic Ocean, this is a piece of metal here.
0: Okay. And you got that like after uh, the war ended?
1: Yeah. This is a dog tag. That's when I was 18 years
0: old. Okay. Then you also have a can containing some pretty interesting stuff here. Can you tell us uh, about this uh, emergency fishing kit? This emergency fishing kit is olive
1: drab painted and it specifies on there emergency fishing kit to be used when abandoned ship. So the reason why I have that is that we picked up the 434 survivors, and they went through our life raft and they ate all the food that was on there. And this can they opened up, they opened the can up and they saw fish hooks in there and, and a whistle and the line, and they, they discarded it. They were looking for food because 434 guys on the ship for two days, <laughs> they didn't get a hold of. And we, we had no food. And we, got to, we, we got rid of them. Okay. That's why we were in, in K-rations, and the Army fellows uh, didn't like them, and we thought there was a, was a novelty for us with that stuff.
0: <laughs> now, you also have in the can a piece of shrapnel. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Well, a piece of shrapnel uh, I picked up
1: on a deck of the ship, and I always remarked to a uh, few friends of mine that it's part of my my father's Model T Ford that the Japs fired back at us at Pearl Harbor. <laughs>
0: So like before the war, the Japanese bought a lot of teas as scrap metal?
1: All scrap metal
0: Japan, yeah. And then they used that to make armaments.
1: That's what uh, caused the war With President Roosevelt stopped their oil. That stopped, that got him mad. Okay. No more oil for Japan. They knew something was going on. Okay. See, since uh, he passed away, uh, our President Truman,
0: he started the CIA to investigate what's going on in these countries before it happens. So the Japanese shot back the Model T at you. My day. <laughs> I rode my Model T. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Uh, Any final thoughts that you have?
1: The only thing I could say is that we're grateful we live in this great country. They take care. Our government took care of us all these years. They still take care of us. We're the greatest country in the world since, since the beginning of time.
0: Well, thank you very much for sharing all of your memories with us today.
1: I, I, I've, I've been to a few demonstrations. When one, one my grandsons' <coughs> my grandsons' uh, sc- uh, class wanted me to talk about the war here, there's a in Hinsdale, and then this boat club wanted me to give a talk on the Battle Lady Gulf, which I have pictures here to show you. That. great. But I I tell these young fellows that we live in a generation now. These kids are all mixed up there. I call it the uh, warp generation. But they they don't know what what life is really about. And they don't. They don't appreciate anything. They don't appreciate what what us fellows did, them as I did, to make this country safe. great as it is that's why we're the greatest country and all over the world they want to come here so I always say God bless America and in God we trust I put that on my mail when I send a letter to my ship
0: okay well thank you very much
1: you're welcome